Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of meditation. I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed and join us in the third step prayer. We're going to do the prayer one breath at a time. <coughs> Excuse me. One line at a time. And we're going to take a few breaths in between each line of the prayer to actually do what it's asking us to do or not do what it's asking us to not do. So, for me, the first line of the, of the prayer is the word God. I breathe in God. And I take a few breaths. And I believe that the prayer is asking me to make a connection with this thing we call God. And to do it through calling to it, like I would call to a friend. So I take a few breaths and I continue calling to God to make that connection. out the next line of the prayer. I offer myself to thee. Again, I take a few breaths and I ask myself, really? Do I really offer myself, all of me, my fears, my hopes, my ambitions? Do I really offer myself to my higher power right here, right now? to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Again, I take a few breaths and I just sit and I breathe and I try to see if there isn't a feeling or a sense or a knowing of what my higher power might want to build with me or do with me today, right now. breathe out. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to see what it might feel like or sound like or be like if I had no bondage of self, no stories, no opinions, no old ideas, just a quiet, open mind. breathe in, that I may better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths, and I think about how much better could I do God's will today, right now, if I had an open, quiet mind.
And I breathe out, take away my difficulties. Again, I take a few breaths and I look over my day today so far. And I try to see what have been my difficulties. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have me be? that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths, and I think about the rest of my day today, and I think about the people I might come in contact with, And I think about how I might affect those people if I truly was an example of God's power and God's love and God's way of life to the best of my ability with God's help. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. And I allow myself to smile. And I take a few breaths and I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. to become present again to being in the room where you are allow yourself to become conscious now that your eyes are open that seeing is happening this place, this place, at the end of the meditation, and the end of the prayer, the place of a, I don't do the meditation to quiet my mind, but in the act of meditating, my mind gets quiet. And in the praying of that prayer, my mind gets quieter. And my purpose for today becomes more apparent to me through doing that prayer to go out into the world to see what it would be like 
to be an example of God's power and God's love and God's way of life and to see how it would affect the people I come in contact with throughout the day if I truly was that person. And knowing that I can't do that on my own power, that I'm going to need help, that I'm going to need a higher power to help me to be that man, to be that this person. I can't do it on my own power. I've had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but I can't live up to them even though I would wish to and want to. I have to have God's help. That's why I pray the prayer, so that it becomes very apparent that it's not me that's going out to do this. The end of the seventh step prayer says, grant me strength as I go out from here, wherever here is right now, to do God's bidding. Takes all of the, takes all of the pressure off of me. I don't have to do it. I don't have to be rested. I don't have to have the strength. My higher power is going to be the place where I get the strength to be the person that it assigns me to be today. So I don't have to figure out who I'm supposed to be. I don't have to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. And I don't have to know where the power is going to come from to be able to do whatever it is that it whispers in my mind that I should be doing. All I have to do is show up and be open to it. I have to be relieved of the bondage of self so that I could hear that voice. Because the bondage of self is that self-talking mind, the one that won't let me meditate, the one that won't let me count to 10 and back because it's so important that it talks to me about a new car or a new job or a new girlfriend or boyfriend. Something so important that I can't do anything about right now because I'm sitting with my eyes closed for 20 minutes. But it has decided we need to take it. We need to pay attention to this now. And then you know what happens? As soon as my eyes open, it gets distracted by whatever's happening now. And it can't even remember what it talked to me about in the meditation that was so damn important that I had to stop counting and breathing so that I could address whatever it was it brought up that was so important. And that's happening in the meditation where it's nice and it's quiet and it's protected and there's no one attacking me and there's nowhere to go. There's just being present right here, right now. Imagine how powerful that is and how much that's attacking me with my eyes open when I'm driving my car and I'm talking on the phone and I'm trying to eat and I'm trying to get somewhere. And that mind has so much more power to get in and distract me from what, my, what I think my higher power would have me do today. And all of this is just to see because, see, okay, <clears throat> I forgot to tell you, I'm Randy, I'm alcoholic, I'm, I'm allergic to alcohol, I can never ever drink alcohol successfully again. The reason I'm allergic to alcohol is because I have a disease called alcoholism. I still have that disease today. It's 35 years since I've drank. It's almost, it's more than 35 years since the last time I drank. I am not suffering from alcohol or the allergy to alcohol. 
I have a disease that centers in my mind, that talks to me in my own voice while I'm trying to breathe and count with my eyes closed. And it manifests as an unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind. That voice never chimes in during the meditation and says, Oh, wonderful, you're meditating. Isn't it great that you have everything you need today and that you're with the right partner and you have the right amount of money in the bank and you live in the right house and you drive the right... Isn't, it, isn't everything wonderful? Wow, just enjoy yourself. Go ahead, count. <laughs> I'll sit over here. <laughs> it never says that. It always comes in and it tells me about something that it's not satisfied with. That's what it does. It finds fault with something. It has an opinion about something. And then it's in a hurry to finish the meditation. Hurry up. Is it 20 minutes yet? For God's sakes, I got things to do. Hurry up. And then it becomes easily frustrated that I can't even count and breathe, that I can't, that I can't stop at 10 and count back to one. I got to count to 15 every time. And it becomes frustrated. And my mind's not quiet and I can't turn it off. And I get more frustrated. And I see it in the meditation. Imagine what's happening when it's not quiet. When it's not a protected, quiet breathing environment. And so, because of that mind, that's why I drank alcohol. That's why I became allergic to alcohol. And that's why today it's always coming up with a new solution. Yes, okay, you meditated, let's go eat. Let's go eat everything. We need chocolate, we need french fries, we need cheeseburgers. Oh, don't worry about being fat. Well, we'll deal with that later. And then when I'm fat, it says, look at you, you're fat. You're overweight. I'm talking about me. And then it says, why'd you do that? Why did you eat all that junk? You're trying to lose weight. And then I argue with myself about it. Why did I do that? Because the disease is unbelievably powerful. And I do whatever it says if I'm not aware, if I'm not present, if I'm not in the moment. Uh, the, the only reason to see the disease, the only reason to become aware of what alcoholism is and how it affects me isn't to become an expert on alcoholism, ego, and self. That's not the goal of identifying the disease. The only goal of identifying the disease is to encourage me to turn away from the self-talking mind toward the higher power. It's not important how well I know what alcoholism, ego, and self is. I know what it is. It's important that I can identify it in myself in this moment and be willing to turn. Be willing to turn my attention away from the self-talking mind where the disease is towards this higher power where the recovery is in this moment where all of the happy, joyous, and free is. It's all in this moment. And the only free is free from the bondage of self. It's free from my self-talking mind. It's not free because I have more money it's not free because I'm in the right relationship. It's not free because I drive the right car. It's free 
of the bondage of self. It's free of the self-talking, unsatisfiable, fault-finding, opinionated mind. That's what it's free of. That's all. So I'm here today. I come here today to meditate and to pray and to try to claim some spiritual progress today. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be perfect. But I'm here to claim some spiritual progress today. I've meditated. I've prayed. I've had a moment of silence. I've had one moment. I always get one during the prayer when it says, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I can take a breath in or a breath out with no talk. And I get one moment there. I get a moment here and a moment there. And then I can claim those are my moments. They're mine. And I am coming to believe more today that there's a power greater than myself and that that power is the power that's going to restore me to sanity right now. That's going to restore me to a quiet mind. I'm never going to be able to talk myself into a quiet mind because it's completely the opposite of what's needed to have a quiet mind isn't a mind that's talking to me about how to have a quiet mind. Jeez, I'm going to use my mind to figure out what the problem is so I can solve the problem so my mind will be quiet. But that mind is unsatisfiable, so even if I get exactly what it wants, it's still not satisfied, and I'm still on the wheel. I'm still in the circle of hell of me trying to figure out how to quiet me up. I get to abandon self, 100%, abandon it and turn. So I'm going to stop talking now. We're going to open the meeting up. I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. Uh, If you share, we record the meeting so it is recorded. And we do make it available on some Spotify places for people that are like-minded that would like to listen to this. Um, um, So if you share, it is recorded. If you ask me not to record it, I can stop it while you share Uh, I try not to read the chats during the meeting, so uh, it's I find it distracting. Um, So we're going to open the meeting up. If you'd like to share, just raise your hand. If you'd like to ask a question, you can ask a question as well. Lovely to see everyone be part of this. And um, I've never put my hand on first, and I just thought, why not? Um, I don't have a lot to say, but um, I love how you just finished around the about um, I get to abandon self and turn. It just It's like a, a gift to myself. It's like the best gift that I can give. Um, uh, and then I get to be present, really. Um, and empty the stuff that I'm longing to be empty of. You know, why do I want to keep it? <laughs> Most of the stuff I'm longing to get rid of this internal dialogue and the internal desires and attachments and 
judgment and frustration and all the rest of it. And one of the miracles today in meditation is I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, it's very nice falling asleep, but I, I do quite often in the meditations, which is great because I trust it. I sort of trust um, these meetings and that I'm in a safe place and my body lets go. And my mind does too as well. And I, I've already meditated twice today, so I didn't do my usual meditation. And I just thought I would be present to my body, which is sometimes the hardest thing to, to be present to. And there's a lot of um, vibrations going on in my ears, which doesn't feel very nice to be with. But I just um, was as present as I could to all these different sensations and keeping in the breathing. Um, and the words that did come up, interestingly, were that um, all my needs are met. Mm. You know, you said that rarely, which is ironic, because then you said that, nah, the boy's never going to say that. But actually, it, it did, you know, like, whatever part. You said, yeah, all your needs are met, whatever doesn't feel right. And, um, and I don't need to fix anything or do anything or be different. I guess that's really important for me because I've noticed today this temptation to fix all these, try and fix some physical things and it's not my job. You know, I need to take care of myself and go to doctors and dentists and whatever and not drink. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, to, to share that and that I appreciate you all and the gentleness that I get from the various fellowships I go to is not a really important part of my being, my life. And I've done that, so thank you. Thanks, Venetia. Who's next? Paul. <clears throat> um, Paul, alcoholic. Hi, Paul. With alcoholism. Hi, everyone. Um, well, unlike Venetia, I, I do raise my hand, but get out of filling here because there is something I noticed today um, as you were introducing the meditation you said something that, and you said it or similar things many many times about the thoughts that go through the mind and uh, you said something like you know well, we're not trying to stop them they're just thoughts and they just they just go through the mind um, and at that instance, I, at that instant, I really saw a, a separation between the thought, my thoughts, and myself. And I've been seeing this a little bit more and more. The, the power that the th my thoughts have over me is that I think they're important. I think I made them, and because I made them, they must be special, and that they're important and they mean something. But I'm starting to see more and more that the mind, its, its function is, when it's working well, is to interpret things, you know, bring in the senses and see what's important and things like that and choose an action. But when it's not, it's like, it's been doing that. It, I mean, it does that. And just to stop it short, there's all this, it's like stopping a, you know, a speedboat, there's this backwash, it just, it's just going to keep coming, um, whatever it happens to be. And um, 
in a good moment, I can just see that that's that that they don't they don't have to have meaning unless I give them meaning. They don't have to have importance unless I give them importance. So, no, uh, it's a start. Or <laughs> yeah. can remember that about some of the biggies, then that'll be the thing. But thank mm-hmm. you. Thanks, Paul. Who's next? Angie. Hi, <laughs> Angie, alcoholic. Hi, Angie. Uh, just finding my seat in this room. I've been really Yay. grateful to be here the last um, month or so. And uh, it's been six, six years since I've had a drink, and yet I've had, haven't been going to meetings, and I've had untreated alcoholism. And uh, have really just been grateful for this time to see how I was just in a lot of self propulsion and then reaping the consequence of misery and, and how, even though I wasn't drinking alcohol, it's like the ism comes up. I'm a self medicator. So it comes up in so many untreated, you know, I'm just in self propulsion and, and, uh, the bondage of self. And so, um, I lost my job two months ago and I really thought that that was like the worst thing that could have happened, but who knew that unemployment was going to be this big blessing in my life to create space, to, um, immerse myself in recovery and really like, you know, when I lost my job, even though I wasn't active in program, I kept hearing these program sayings like God is my employer one day at a time. And like, there was something in that that I was like, yes, I know that's true, but I'm not walking it out. And, um, I've just had, I've had so much serenity (laughs) the last couple months as I've re-engaged in program and this idea or Randy, how you said, you know, abandon self and, and turn. And, uh, like that's, I, there's another speaker, Herb K that says like the turning is the proper use of the will. Like that is, that's my part is to turn. Um, and then it's been amazing that like God is the director. If I, if I ask for when I am disturbed and I've gotten disturbed, even, even this morning, I was like terribly disturbed. Um, but I can ask for that next right direction. And, uh, it's, it's, I've been doing kind of a two way journal while just, um, right. Like me dot dot and like tell my higher power how I'm feeling. And then like listening, I guess people call it like two way prayer, but, um, it's amazing when I ask, like, is there a step for me to take that I'm actually hearing? <laughs> Not perfectly. You know, sometimes like the big the book says like, um, it, it'll gradually become a working part of the mind and we'll have to, we might pay for it with all kinds of missteps. I'm paraphrasing, but, uh, I don't know. I just feel really grateful because even though I have no idea when I'm going to make money again, like when I get where my feet are, like I am like, so okay in this moment. Mm. And it really is a result of, um, the serenity that comes with turning my will and my life over because left on my own, like my, in my power, I'm going to be in isolation and I'm going to be in self-medication. And that's not the case for today. Thanks to this program. 
Thanks, Angie. Kathy? Hi there, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Kathy, alcoholic. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Randy. Thank you for being here as usual every Wednesday and Saturday. It really has made such a difference in my life and helped me so much. Mm. Um, you know, as I said, I'm in a new place. I moved last week from New York City to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm living in a very lovely kind of rural community. I look out at grass and trees and hear birds chirping for the first time in 20 years, and it's lovely, and it's lovely, but I, some, the last couple of days, I, I've woken up in a panic, <laughs> like, oh my God, what am I going to do today? How is this day going to go? How am I going to deal with this? You know, and I'm kind of semi-retired as well, and I'm, you know, working a little, but the point is, is that what I have found, especially through working the primetime program of turning and going to my higher power, I hear a voice saying to me every morning when I do wake up with this heart pounding and anxiety, like, oh my God, what did I do? I hear the voice say, it's going to be okay. You're fine. You know, things are all right, Kathy. Take mm. it easy. Don't get worried. <laughs> you know, that's the voice of my higher power. You know, the voice is also saying to me, you saw your grandchildren five times already in the last 10 days, which is wonderful for me. Um, and, you know, this is what's bringing me joy. This, this, there's a lot of things that are very different about this life that I'm that I have here today but through my turning and also recognizing when my mind is self-talking when I'm unsatisfied when I don't like this apartment because I don't have enough lighting in my kitchen or you know I, I, the, the screen door is is all broken I have to recognize that you know, all this can be resolved. This is all doable, easy stuff to get resolved. I've just, you know, gone through this huge transition of moving. And I have to say that because of program and because of the the faith that I have, faith in prime time, faith in my higher power, faith in AA. I mean, I, I am, you know, really, really happy to be able to be in this space and and feel okay and feel happy and be able to you know have that moments of, of anxiety and know it's okay I'll be all right so mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to put my hand up and that word in and just thank you for all you do thanks everyone thanks Kathy Desi thanks Randy um... Uh -oh. oh, I never know, so maybe I'll just, I don't know how to put my camera back around because I don't get on Zoom too much. I mean, uh -huh. I want a picture of my feet. But <laughs> anywho, um, uh, yeah, I better stop because now I'm like all like, uh, uh, I wasn't going to share, but then I seen um, uh, that there was silence and I was like, oh, maybe you should share. But uh, uh, I heard you say, uh, self-abandonment and 
there's been this idea in my mind uh, for like a month and a half, and uh, and I also heard you talk about food. I'm like, I just need to do a food inventory. I just need to, you know, do it like instead of a sex idea, I'll do a food ideal, and then I'll be okay. And uh, you know, so but what like, but it's like if I just do the steps, then I will be okay. So um, when you said self abandonment, what came to my head? Um, I used to have this sponsor, and he would tell me all the time. Desi, the steps aren't about self-improvement. They're about self-abandonment. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and this morning, my thought was, uh, mm. during my morning thing, um, was, Desi, you don't need to do the steps. You just got to get into the third position. Like, uh, and what that means for me is, like, right now, I'm a dictator, right? I'm still the dictator. I got that self-talking mind, and I'm believing it. Like, if I just do this, and if I just do this, and if I just do this, then it's going to be okay, you know? Um, and I can't just get in that third position where I'm entirely ready to look at it from an entirely different angle, you know? Perhaps the world and its people really are dominating me, or the thoughts in my freaking mind, right? Um, and I start to believe them um, instead of going back to that place where just like you said, uh, I always love that. Uh, it's in the turning. All right, God, like in God, I live and move and have my being, you know, can I just say that, you know? Um, and also it's like, like, it's always my resistance to what is. And sometimes like, I always think like for me, it's like steps one, two, and three are the yeah, yeah, yeah steps. Yeah, 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 but just get me to four. Yeah, 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 but just get me to four so I can get some relief or, or step nine. I'm a big step nine fan, too, because I don't know, something for me happens in the ninth step, right? Like, I found a lot of freedom in the ninth step, um, which has also caused me problems because I make premature amends. But, anywho, um, uh, but it's like, uh, can I just sit in step one and look at that resistance to what is? All right, I'm uncomfortable. Can I just be uncomfortable instead of always trying to work my way out of my own misery? You know, and it's just uh, that abandoned self. Um, and the steps aren't about self-improvement. They're about self-abandonment. And how do I abandon self to those that simple process? And, it, and it's always like, you know, those who do not recover, those who cannot or will not. And I'm a will not, right? I will not give myself to this simple process. And um, it's absolutely amazing. It's like, you know, I can't do a Wednesday Zoom meeting because Zoom's not a real meeting. You know, I mean, that's what, my, you know, it's like, I only do in-person meetings, but then I can't do in-person meetings because I get up at 3.30 in the morning and all in-person meetings are at 7.30 at night. And, you know, then it's way past my bedtime. And so, like, just why even go to AA? This is like my head, you know. Um, so, anywho, um, and then I wonder why I'm restless or more discontented. So, um, that's me today. And, um... I hope you all are having a wonderful day. Thanks, Desi. All right. Who's next? <laughs> you know I enjoy the quiet. Valerie. Hey everybody, Valerie Alcoholic. Hi Valerie. And I like the quiet too, Ray. <laughs> but the last young lady shared something yeah. and I need to share that I'm not okay. Mm. But I am okay. I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. Mm. 
but I'm okay with being uncomfortable because you guys have taught me this turning piece. And I remember when I initially came around here, I had all the, I wasn't that religious, but I had learned the religion part of this turning thing, and my life was a mess. You know, I'm starting to see, I go to two meetings a week, two in-person meetings a week, and I'm starting to see how they hate each other. I'm like, oh my God, what is this thing? And somehow or another, I got dragged into it. Someone said something about me, my sharing, and I know they're saying they don't want to hear this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I got butt hurt. Um, WTF, what what did I do? I'm just, but I got to be okay because I want to be okay, first of all. I know when I make a decision to keep the plug in the jug, that's the best thing that could happen for this this woman. And I know not to go out and try to, as, as you were saying, and just self-medicate with the shopping and the food and all. I didn't understand this bondage of self until I came here. I can't tell you people the countless psychiatrists, psychotherapists, psychoanalysts I've been through. I can't, I can't describe that. But I come here and you tell me I need to turn. I'm telling you to talk about turn. I get it. The bondage of self is this old thing right here between my ears. I love you and I love podcast that helps me my house is so nice it helps me when i'm doing dishes when i'm messing with the dog just cleaning because i know if i'm not not talking to my god i'm talking to me i'm back in that bondage myself and 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 also i hear things like the battle ain't mine i'm not to go into these rooms and tell these people how they should be i need to walk through there like i am recovered because that's the plan I may not like what you say, but I'm not going to. What was it? When they go low, you go high, or you stay high. I am so happy that I'm learning how to live. In a few weeks, I'm 65. And my mind wanted to, I am so grateful. Do you know how many people who are 25 didn't make it? Mm -hmm. Oh, I just look forward to coming here, getting fed, and learning how to live a good life. Um, this is my friend. I love you guys. Thank you. That's all I have. Thanks, Valerie. Thank you, Valerie. Uh, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Hey, everybody. Alcoholic Stacy Cook. Hi, Stacy. It's so good to be here. And, um, oh, Valerie, I really appreciate your share. And uh, actually, everybody's uh, share today has is, is just been awesome. Uh, just, what I, just what I needed. As interesting uh, enough, I, you know, I say that to every every time I'm here, right? Literally every time I'm here, I say this is exactly what I need, and I really, I really mean it. Um, and it just feels so profound. But when pe- when people share things that I haven't, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time, or or in that way, and it just has a a whole new meaning uh, to it. But um, yeah, so. Um, so my self-talking mind wants to um, tell Desi that um, Zoom meetings are real, <laughs> that they're part of the AA structure, <laughs> they're part of New York. Right. So, um, 
and, and, and I say that because I'm here trying to, to, to get, get some help and my mind is going, my mind is going, just, just listening. Right. And, um, kind of the power, the power of my thoughts and, um, you know, what you said, Randy, about how you would think I could count from one to 10 and, and I'm struggling, you know, during, during that meditation. So, um, you know, my, um, one of the girls I sponsor, she actually said last night, um, during, during our meeting, she said something about, you know, that, uh, when she thinks of, um, peace, you know, peace of mind, you know, it means that any outcome is acceptable. Mm. Any outcome is acceptable. And I thought, oh my gosh, and I'm supposed to be sponsoring her, mm-hmm. right? And like she brings me such a great uh, nugget. Mm. And, um, and that's what, I, what I've been uh, trying to, to think about today. Any outcome is acceptable. I don't, you know, um, because I can constantly find myself disturbed. And that self, self abandonment, you know, as I continue to awaken and not, you know, been sleepwalking my whole life away, and as I continue to, you know, awaken, literally, our, our spirit awakens, you know, I realize that I have this extreme, abnormal um, self obsession thing going on, you know, that I am constantly, always, always thinking about myself um, in some way, some way or another, uh, you know, and and most of the time I have found out for me, it's actually in, in a negative way. It's often in a very, very negative way. Um, Randy sponsors a guy that talks about how he has a disease of self hate, and uh, I can relate to that, having such negative, negative thoughts and emotions. And um, but this this abnormal sense of of, uh, of self self obsession is, is something that I you know I continue to to awaken to and to realize that uh, this turning is is my is my only hope. And you know I was uh, two just two days ago I was in a really bad spot. Um, relative to my daughter and I um, well just like Angie had mentioned you know I I found uh, this this meeting this type of message um, after I had been sober about six six years and I'll have God willing 10 years in a couple weeks Um, so still feel like a, a newcomer and hearing things brand new that you know which is as I've never, never heard before. And, um, I don't know what tangent I was getting ready to go down. I lost my train of thought there. Let's see. Um, oh man, I don't know. I lost it anyway. Um, oh, and the, the, the food thing and to, or anything, right? Anything other than God. Um, and oh, that's what I was talking about, about turning the qu- the quicker I turn, right? That's my only, that's my only, uh, that's my only way out. It's my only solution. It's all I got. It's really the, the last 
It's the only thing that's, that works. Oh, and I was telling you about my daughter. <laughs> okay, it's coming back to me. All right. Um, my daughter and I have this. I was trying to say I've been sober for, for a little while. And we have this really super, super codependent, enmeshed, unhealthy relationship. That's all there is to it. You know? And for me, like, to tell her no, um, it's like, you think I'm going to die. You know, I mean, it's just really, really, um, it's codependent and it always has been, you know, I, I, I raised her by myself. It was me and her all our life. And it's like, we raised each other. I had her when I was 22. And, um, so I'm constantly, you know, as I'm awakening of my spirit, I'm like, man, this is not good. You know, this is. And it's taken me how long to, and then I'll be so critical of myself of where I am in my recovery and why I'm not further along and why I'm not this and why I'm not that. And, and that self-talk is so, is so powerful that, um, all I had two nights ago was I have got to turn to God. I've got to turn to God. This is all I have. You know, it's the only solution. It's the only thing that works. So being uncomfortable, learning to be uncomfortable, uh, learning to, to make it through is, is, is not easy. I'm not good at it at all. I am not good at it. And I'm still looking, I'm thinking about anything. I'm thinking about food. I'm thinking about gambling. I'm thinking about spending. I'm thinking about anything other than God as my, as, cause it's so painful and I don't want to feel, I don't want to feel anything. I want to be numb. That's my go-to, numb. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was my whole life and for many, many years in, in recovery. Mm-hmm. So um, so this is a new message. It is, a, it is a way out. It is a new life. And the last thing, and I'll shut up, I've talked way longer than anybody, I'm sorry. Uh, the last thing I'll say is that I read in, in well, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, food, a food book because food is an issue for me. And it was in a 12-step program. And it said that I'll continue to have this issue until I no longer need it. Mm. Until I no longer need it. Mm. So the quicker I can turn, the quicker I can get to God, the quicker I can not leave God, mm-hmm. then all these other things are, are gonna are gonna go away. Like the alcohol went away, the drugs went away. You know, that all these things that I could go I have a list. Um but anyway, that's all for me. Thanks. Love you guys. Thanks, Stacy. Atlanta. Hey, everybody. Hi, I'm Atlanta, alcoholic. Good Hi, to be Atlanta. back. Uh, I was taking care of some other things for some six months dealing with my relationships. And, uh, you know, I was in service in a, another program. And, and uh, this week I it became apparent to me that I had learned that I had to make some changes, that I was ready to come back, not, not cut that off, but that uh, I had achieved enough emotional stability to to be able to continue to receive. So uh, I wasn't going to share, but uh, for lack of a better word, I'm going to call the, the, uh, the, I don't know how to say this, I have one of those people that Stacy was just talking about in the room with me, so I can't uh, <laughs> I 
can't give too many details, but um, uh, I, you know, I had her when, when uh, we have a great relationship, but it was a good reminder about the codependency because that was the first, uh, I try not to crosstalk, you know, subjects were brought up, so I'm trying to share from my experience. I started dealing with my codependency when I was 17 and moved out of my parents' house, and um, it's good to be reminded that now that I'm a parent and I have a, a child living with me that guess what now I can be the other side of codependent um uh you know what, the codependency I have with my parents I mean it was it was it was um I mean it was a, it was a negative kind it was different like I had to get out of there it was not safe but it's just a, it's a good reminder for me uh, I've been observing myself all day like wanting to blame the other person like seeing a problem wanting to blame them you know and um I was, <clears throat> I was thinking about martyrdom and penance, and I had this weird, you know, I have the conversation in my head, too, and I was talking with God about, like, penance and punishment, and maybe I'm having to do these things, you know, as a penance, and it's like, as a penance for what? You know, this is me and God, like, what did you do to have a penance? Like, you know, you were an abusive, like, I'm telling myself, this is your penance for divorcing. I divorced I was in an abusive relationship. There's no penance for ending that. So it's just, it was funny to observe my brain. Like, where did I get this from? Because I wasn't raised that way, but I was raised by a mother who I guess came from that kind of culture. So I got it like secondhand. Um, so I really appreciate coming here and being, you know, I love hearing other people talk about their conversation with their God, because my God, me and my God have some funny conversations. You know, I've gotten to the point with my God of intimacy now where, you know, I talk to him and he listens and he kind of laughs at me and, and he goes, really? Are you sure? You know, and it's, it's a, it's a warm, companionable, uh, I mean, I do feel the God, the father, which I never, ever had with the father and now i've reached the point in my spiritual evolution where i can actually have a trusting relationship with this with the with a non-physical entity parent figure like wow i was so utterly rebellious as a child so i had one of those too so you know god can be in charge of both of us of me and 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 the younger me you know and it's just great i mean when i when i see that I, like everything's right with the world because there is a god and and he and my god cares about me and and my god is all powerful and and everything's going to be okay so that's my share thanks thanks Venetia. i mean atlanta <laughs> annie Hi, Randy. Annie Hi, here, Anna. alcoholic. Hi. Um, Randy, I wanted to ask a question. Sure. Is forgiveness the same as acceptance or a part of it or the same, you know, the kind of the flip side of, of the coin? Um, in that, accept, for me to be in acceptance, I have to be in a place of neutrality. I have to be standing back from a situation or person or whatever and withdrawing my expectations of them and understanding that whatever is happening is is all that can be happening in that moment it couldn't be any different mm -hmm. and having that in itself kind of generates com compassion is that the same as acceptance sorry it's, it's and, and to do that to be forgiving or to experience because i don't know what forgiving is but to experience forgiveness 
is that that same position as acceptance. I'm just trying to understand the, the, the pathway. I mean, I think in forgiveness is the acceptance, but but I don't accept the bad behavior that happened. No, no, I don't accept no. the bad behavior that happened. What I accept is that that person was doing the best they could with what they had to work with. Mm. And that's okay. where the forgiveness lies in the, 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 all of the forgiveness, everything I know about forgiveness is shown to me in the realization of the fourth step, where I see how I have done the same things that I resent that other people have done to me that I have done those same things to them and to others. But I don't think of myself as a bad person. I think I did that because you made me do that. And so in that realization that I have done the same things, most of the things that I resent that other people have done to me, all of a sudden the forgiveness is in the imperfection, in mine and yours. Okay, okay, and thank you. Yeah. Of course, I think there's a lot of acceptance around forgiveness. Just accepting myself the way I am and you the way you are and that it's not personal. You didn't do it to me. You did it because you had to. And I think that's where a lot of the forgiveness comes in. Because I, I don't think I'm bad. I think I'm a really good person, but I've done some bad things. But I think that I did them because you made me. And so then I can check that and say, wow, maybe that person had to do that in order to be okay. And they're not actually bad and I don't have to write them off as a whole human being. I can, I can not like the behavior, but uh, I can have some compassion and some forgiveness. Yeah. All right. It's 12.30. If you don't know about it, we're having a retreat in London in October 13, 14, and 15. If you could be there, that would be awesome. If you happen to live in London, you can let people know about it. And uh, we're light on Londoners today. <laughs> Just Annie and Venetia, I think. Um, anyway, um, <clears throat> that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Try to be nice to somebody, including yourself. My sponsor always used to say, be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. And then... Possibly out of that kindness to yourself, you'll be kind to others. And uh, we'll take a moment. The details for the retreat. Oh, yeah. You can contact Annie. And also, um, I put the website, randymermel.com. You can also go there and, uh, and sign up. And then if you want help to go to London and you want some inside info, Annie is all about it. Uh, letting us. She's going to help put together some places and things. And and make it easy to get there and back. Okay, so we'll take a moment of silence and we'll do the serenity prayer. And if you'd like to, you should be able to unmute yourself now. God, grant me the serenity to accept the truth that I cannot change, the the difference. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Great to see you all. Thank you, everybody.